Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. And this is Trap. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of getting a kick in the butt because you just are, are, are worthless, aren't you? Oh, you're, oh, wait, oh, oh, wait, no, no, I had a flashback there. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week, we are talking about basically engaging your players, you know, uh, or why is it that players basically show up and that's about it uh because uh and this has come up because um i'm you know been getting a lot of this happening in uh in my campaigns uh trav fortunately is is much better about this than i am as far as his players i still have them sitting on the phones now and then i think i think it is something bruce we can honestly say if you have sat on the GM side of the screen, you've had the players who are fiddling with something or now uh, we all have phones or on their phones when they're supposed to be. I think that is a, I'm going to say this, an occupational hazard of being a GM. Well, yes and no. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit about it. You know, we can say, so what, you know, uh, and, and I don't want to say, you know, uh, immediately call out the different activities, but, you know, essentially, you know, it's really important to understand why your players are there, okay? Because sometimes why you're there is not at all why the players are there, the other players are there, you know, or you as the GM. Uh, you know, there are an off. I think you know uh, because of things as you mentioned, like phones and stuff like that. There, there's this thing called casual gaming, uh, and where and uh, what do they call it? Idle idle games and things like that uh, where essentially you you know you have something on your usually on your phone some little game you can play you know candy crush was an example yeah other yep. and there's yep. a bunch of other ones where they're combat type things or whatever and it's basically a way for you to be, to engage your mind for a you know you know, for a short period of time until, you know, the, the doctor sees you at the doctor's office or, uh, you know, your food arrives from DoorDash or, uh, you know, I, I'm avoiding the, the most common things. Like, it used to be you'd say things like, well, until the commercial's over. And we're all like, what what are commercials <laughs> these days? Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, you know, so... And, and because of that, I, I think that a lot of people um, have lost the ability to concentrate on a long-term basis. And so their mind is going to jump ship uh, and go do something like an idle game or something like that because they basically run out of, they've run out of concentration. You know, the, as someone else on Facebook says, I'm done adulting for the day. Okay. Yeah, you know. and 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 that's a that's a fair statement to say in some cases because, uh, you know, these games we play are 
as much as the GM would like them to be the most important thing uh, in your life. Hey, Trav, you can remember when your when your professors said things like, "Yes, you know, my class is the most important class that you have," and every other professor said the same thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I'm going to give you an hour of homework, or a teacher, an hour of homework every night, and you're expected to do it, and you've got six classes. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so from 7 till midnight, or 7 till, uh, yeah, uh, basically about 7 to midnight, or 7 to 1 o'clock every morning, uh, every night, I'm supposed to be doing homework. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean, even I, who was in the accelerated program when I was in school, was only expected to do a half hour of homework every night. But you're you're look you're looking at this teacher and just going, "Sir, you're mathing, mathing." Just we're gonna yeah, put that out. Yeah. Oh, I'm in English class. That's why. Right. You know, and and these days, of course, there's you know there's all kinds of uh, extracurricular activities like being part of a sports team, yep. being on you know uh, club activities. Uh, being in uh, the school newspaper, uh, possibly being involved with the, uh, not to mention, you know, church-related activities and things like that. So, yeah, I, you know, it's 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 presumptuous uh, of the GM to assume that people are going to be coming to his, their game with their A game every single week, and. I hate that because I really want them to bring their A game every single week because somehow I feel like I'm supposed to do that. You know, as the GM, I'm not allowed to slack off, I think. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Which, which you know, and when I when we do slack off, how do we do it, Trav? Oh, geez. Let's see, slacking off, I would probably say either just random monster just okay yeah you know it's a it's a gelatinous cube there in the dungeon yeah okay um yeah i would say just you know throw whatever oh this is okay this would be here we'll do that yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing comes to mind for me right fair enough i was thinking of shopping you know when they, they basically they they go out and they go shopping to get ready for their next adventure and okay and right. you know, and you, and, and generally speaking, you'll have a list of it, of NPCs in your town, so you don't have to generate any new NPCs, and you don't have to have any real drama with those NPCs because all they're supposed to be there, you know, it's just the, the players are driving that now. So they're going in, they want to say uh, how many potions of healing you got, how you know, do you have that? Uh, um, you know, I put that order in for the uh, dragon's breast shotgun shells. You know, are those in? How about that uh, tactic? Tactical uh, uh, laser sight for my uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, street legal um, uh, 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 personal defense rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so forth. You know, so you know, the, you you can get them to do a lot of that kind of work, and then you can just kind of slack off and 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 just kind of ride that wave until the end of the night. Because I I don't know about you, I've definitely seen these people take if not one, two sessions to do this, you know, I mean, to, to keep doing stuff, okay? Um, and, you know, and the good thing is that they end up with something on their character sheet that makes them feel like they've actually accomplished something. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Even though they really have, you know, it all could have been done, it could have been done off camera, easily been done off camera. But you do it on camera because you, the GM, you know, want to slack off, you know, so... And, uh, and so, which brings us back to the players. Okay, so 
you know, why, you know, uh, you know, why do the players not bring their A, a game, you know, to the to the game? And, uh, you know, and, and the most obvious, the most obvious answer is they're tired. Yeah, yeah, they are, you know, they're, and it's just the stress of life, adulting, as we said before. You have your jobs, you got all the stresses with that, stresses with traffic. If you are a parent, then you are having to, you know, get dinner together and help. Well, no, that's right. I found out for kids don't get homework anymore. Um, You got to deal with. No, no, apparently. And quick aside. Yeah, I brought that up and for look me. They don't do homework anymore. Like, what do you mean? They don't bring assignment. No, they're usually it's all they're on their laptops or tablets anyway, so they can do it all there and send it right in. They They don't get homework anymore. And I was just flabbergasted well it, it seems like they're still sending something in so they're still doing a task it's but just... apparently it's not at home they do it in a class or if there's wow. a resource room or study hall they do it there yeah uh, well yeah you know some oh, people no. some people you know not me would say well that's why you know the japanese and the in the and and the people from india are beating the snot off of us you know in the uh technological workplace because they're you know as soon as they get done with school they go off to uh prep school you know to get themselves ready to get in university and so yeah so you know and but you know oh she and i had that discussion trust me and yeah that's yeah well well, that, that's big surprising because, you know, like I said, I did a lot of work when I, oh, yeah. was, uh, I was in school. Oh, no, you and I, we brought the books home and we were sitting there at a desk for, you know, We two, had to write papers, we had to do problems, uh-huh. we had to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, anyways, right, so they're tired, not as tired as I thought they were going to be, uh, but they're tired uh, from their hard day at, 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 uh, in the study room or uh, in school. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you know if they if they are involved in a sport, maybe they are t- physically tired. Okay, so uh, that's one reason. Um, but uh, another reason is, as I kind of mentioned before, uh, they're just not into they're they're just not that into the game as a game. They're there because that's where their friends are. Yeah, yeah. And and I have a quite a few. I have at least two people in my in my campaigns. Who are there primarily because they like to because they're they're friends with everybody else. They're willing to play the game. It's not like they don't know how to play the game, but they're more there because they want to BS. We'll kum- use that term. kumbaya with each other. You know. Yeah, yeah. And considering yeah. how many people I have, you know, it, it, and I and it, it's, it's sometimes it's not very obvious because I have a lot of people that are, um, you know, not the most vocal verbal of people and so they just kind of like to sit there with everybody but they don't actually do anything or or say anything so yeah but yeah some i think a a lot of people these days this is this is their socialization they're just basically they're hanging around with their friends and gaming and when it comes their time they're like oh you know who do i hit next they don't even know what's going on yeah they're not keeping track they're not keeping track they're you know i mean they're not reading ahead and of course it slows the game down it drives me crazy uh but you know i'm willing to accept that it's the ones that are like where are we at again those are the ones i want to throttle you're in the throne room of the big bad oh i 
glare at them. Oh no, I'm looking just at them because you know I'm back to more in-person gaming again. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just looking at them like, yeah, put down the phone or I'm going to put it down for you. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> right. And I had been a really huge proponent of online gaming, remote gaming, stuff like that, because I want people from all over the country to be able to enjoy the games that I love, and they're not d and I mean, not yeah. that I have anything against D&D, though I personally prefer 1st Edition over 5th Edition, uh, but uh, or 2nd Edition, one of the, you know... And, um, uh, oh, you know, I, I personally thought the third edition was one of the best editions they ever came out with. But anyways, uh, the the point here is, is that um, I wanted these people to have an opportunity. And so I've been very committed to that. But, you know, I'm beginning... I'm, I, I, I'm beginning to wish that I, I had more ability to glare at somebody. <laughs> you know? I don't want to be. I've I've known you for twenty years, old friend, and yet you're not a glare. Just you, no. You when somebody any- is is <laughs> is basically, you know, not paying attention. When somebody is is, uh, you know, on their phone or on their computer, or on Facebook or or uh, you know, scribbling something, you know. When they're doing, you know, email, <clears throat> for those who still use email, most people just get into chat sessions on other things. You know, I'd like to be able to just look at them and just say, uh, you know, the game's over here. Yeah. You know, and it used to be that we, we had that same problem, but, you know, back in, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, but what happened was, is that somebody who was sitting next to you who wanted to get their turn to, come around again okay would nudge you and say hey your turn's coming you know because they're you know get ready and then that person would be like galvanized you know into a semblance of life and they would proceed to make some effort to make sure they knew which where their dice were what you know what what their spell actually was they were going to try to cast or you know what magic item that they're going to try to activate and so when their turn came around, instead of it taking five minutes to resolve a, sen- a simple combat, it took like 30 seconds, you know, and things got done. And, you know, drama happened, you know, adventuring occurred. But I think it's just so easy for people to fake it, you know, I mean, to do stuff on the sly, you know, and, and, and I, I've got... I got people who are actually on the screen together, okay, and you know I'm like, oh great, they're with each other, and and they can you know uh, you know rift off each other and keep each other going and engaged, right? And uh, but then one of them will like vanish for an hour, <laughs> okay, you know, and I'm like, where's so and so, you know, and and the person who was sitting next to him goes. Oh, he's been gone for 15 minutes. I don't know where he is. Oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know, so. I, 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 will, I will give this as a suggestion, Bruce, because yeah. like myself, you are a parent. The dad voice and the dad look do wonders. <laughs> yeah. But this is a 30-year-old. You know, these are 30-year-old people at least. I... So it's really hard for me to, to, 
to 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 act like a dad to them because they're you know. they're still young enough to be your kids, Bruce. Just yeah, I've 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 scared my coworkers with mine. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who could be young enough to be my kids. Uh, yeah, see, we're we're in that area now. That's the thing. Yep. Yeah, don't make don't make it weird, Trav. <laughs> no, it is. It's just that you you know when the the stuff we say when you're getting more and more looks of huh. And you just want to reply, go ask your parents. Then, you yeah. know, just, yeah. Well, it used to be what I would do is I would just say, ask the person next to you what's going on. You know, <laughs> and I would just skip them. And I would go to the next person beyond them, you know, and say, okay, well, we'll you know, you're delaying because you're not paying attention. So once you tell, you know, we'll come back to you and, and keep moving. So, um, and by the way, that's one of my suggestions, which is that, you know, if, um, if somebody is not paying attention... First of all, confront them with the fact that they need to take an action and yeah. then skip past them, you know, and go to somebody else and then go back to them rather than sit there and just glare at them because nobody likes that and it bores everybody else and including yourself. So, uh, yeah, skipping past and then coming back is always a good idea uh if if that happens and you know if you have to do an entire round then we've got problems because of our internet culture and you know we have zoom and we got skype and we got discord and we got you know all the other things that we use for remote gaming it's a certain matter of internet etiquette if you say you have to leave for a little bit like bathroom break or i got to take care of a kid or somebody's at the door let us know put your thing on mute and then come back yeah b b r b be right yeah. back. Yes. And or away from keyboard. Yeah, AFK. Oh, we're oh we're bringing back that late nineties uh, chat speak here now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. On on the phone, you know, I don't know. They don't. Is that a keyboard or not? I don't know. Yeah, the little thing you're texting and tapping. Yeah, it's keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but yeah, I just it, it's a certain matter as far as that internet etiquette. Mm-hmm. Which would count in what do they what do they call it now? The internet that's connected via phones. The Internet of Things actually is what it's called. It yeah, is indeed. We, yep, yep. And just it, it's etiquette. If you have to leave, put BRB or you know at least let your game master know I have to step away for a second mm-hmm. because we all got stuff going on. Let's say we're at home and yeah, DoorDash is coming. My DoorDash is here. I got to get my food or whatever. And that's just common courtesy. No matter what. But yeah, it just, there is that. Just, you know, put your microphone on mute and, you know, after you let us know that you got to step away for a bit. So we're not hearing stuff in the background, you know, just, it won't, you know, disrupt the flow of the game. I think the biggest problem I have with uh, um, internet etiquette is I've actually had, and this is no testament to me before. Any all start out there, they go, oh, yeah, well, it's Trav. You know, I have had players fall asleep on a Skype or a Discord call. Me too. Yeah. I think that's the only real problem I've had where just, and I understand they're up at like five and then, you know, Jeff, early working at Walmart. So I get that. You're up at four in the morning and you're beat. Yeah, I get that. But still, it's, have the presence of mind to say, okay, I'm drifting off. My character is doing this. I got to lay down. Yeah. Because yeah. What, what really happens is, is that they get really tired. So they turn off their camera and they put their head down and then you're playing. And all of a sudden there's this 
sound of grinding wood. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Everyone's like, where's that coming from? Yeah. <laughs> and we're we're looking we're looking to see which of the uh, uh, the the uh, the the person icons is like flashing, lighting up. Yeah. yeah, letting us know that that's where the sounds coming from, and and eventually we end up having to uh, just mute them. You know, and just say, yeah. well, I guess yeah. their uh, I guess their character has been suddenly stricken with an unknown disease. Yeah, yeah. That's something else that I have done, by the way. People who are really bad about paying attention, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just literally stri stricken them with a disease, and they fall unconscious. And then the player suddenly says, well, I'm back. I says, well, really, because your character is unconscious. And they're like, what? What happened? I says, I don't know. It's just, you know, people were, he was in the middle of combat, and all of a sudden, it's, it's just like all the vitality drained out of him, and he just collapsed to the ground. It's, it looks serious. They're all like, "Oh, funny Bruce, funny Bruce," you know, and I'm like, well, "No, no, seriously, uh, this is this is what's happened in the game. You're going to have to do something uh, to uh, help your character out. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe one of the other players can, like, you know, cast a uh, a healing spell, or maybe do a, a a healing check on you, or something like that. You know, maybe. Uh, I mean, you, you're going to have to rectify this problem." And I can see if you were at, at, at you're at a table, yeah, you know that that glare, yeah, you need to rectify this problem, take care of it, you know, yeah, it just yeah, as I said, I think the only problem I have with that, other than if they're not engaged, it's because they're messing around on their phone, or heaven forbid, they fall. I've had people fall asleep at my table, not often. It happens more on on virtual calls, but I've had a few people fall asleep at my table, and again, it's the people I know they've been up late, and uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing is we're all, we're all attached to our phones. And if we're not directly being talked about or directly being interacted with it, the default has become go to the phone. Oh, look, Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Snapchat, whatever, you know, just, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, and of course, if you have any rules lawyers in your group, they're immediately going to be on their phones looking up for uh, press, you know, precedence to support their point of view because as we know okay every rule that's out there in any game the rule that really matters is last published yeah because they change things and you don't know about it but all of a sudden i mean you're still going by the book that was you know that you bought and so and and but on the forums you know the various yep. uh, game uh, designers have come on and said, well, we decided it's really like this and this. And all of a sudden, your players are playing according to that, and you're playing an entirely different game. I'm reminded of the, munch I'm reminded of the Munchkin card. New edition rules. Gain a level. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And I can That's give you the perfect example for that. Okay. Invisibility. Oh, yeah. Invisibility has gone through so many changes. Yeah. Originally, you know, it, it sounded so simple in D&D. &D. It was like, you cast invisibility on a person, if, whenever they engage in combat, the invisibility disappears. Yeah. So what happens if they don't ever fight anybody? Are they invisible forever? The original game didn't say. Ah. Uh, because I do believe in OGL, you know, y'all... 
that's my engine Which of choice. Which is third edition. Yeah, yeah. Effectively just progress and tweak a little. One minute per level or unless it is dissipated by engaging in combat. Right. That, yep, that's the current, you know, for path, you know, off the PF D20 SRD page. Yep. Right. And I thought that was great, except for the fact is that, you know, it, it's, it, it put us into the same situation as we had before, which was, what about all these objects that were invisible that, that you find in dungeons, especially in traps? You know, how did that happen? You know, and someone says, well, it was obviously cast with permanency. And I'm like, that's a ninth level spell, buddy. You yeah, know, permanency is, yeah, you're, you're building basically a mousetrap and you're spending that much money on it. This better be a heck of a thing that you're protecting if you put that much money into the mousetrap for it. Yeah. The guy who's the big bad in the dungeon is like six level. Okay, but he's got ninth level spells. He must have had like a big brother or something that came by and helped him out. You know, it's like... no, but that that's when us as GMs going, yes, well, you see, the plot thickens. Apparently, there is a conspiracy. He was just a middleman. Wah, <laughs> yeah, you know, or he prayed to his god, and his god, you know, <laughs> granted him all these special things. You know, once uh, one time only. Oh, no, I, I do the other one to mess with my players and get them all thinking. I was like, what is Trav doing? <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing I liked the best about third edition, okay, and they, it was is that what they did instead was they said, if you cast enchant an item, okay, and it requires this spell, then that spell, you know, is going to last as intended. So if it's meant to be permanently invisible, then it's permanently invisible. If it's meant to you know, last X amount of time and then become visible. If it's meant to be fire and, and it runs out X, X amount because the, 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 uh, the big bad doesn't want, you know, a dozen fires burning, you know, burning down his, his, his keep. Okay. Because they yeah. won't go out, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, I like the fact that they, they basically said, you know, it's these magic items or whatever, all take these spells in order to complete. And, you know, and you don't have to worry about things like duration. They act as intended, you know, and, uh, you know, that solves so many problems. But anyways, that's, this is definitely a tangent. You know, what happens, of course, is, is that this is kind of the reverse where you get all these pe all these players that are off, you know, kibitzing with each other about this, this thing, okay, instead of paying attention to what's actually going on in the game. They're there in the group chat, you know, blowing it up about invisibility. Never mind, you can read the group chat. Oh, no, I see that I've had a lot of if they're doing that there because I do everything via Facebook chats. I rarely use the Skype or Discord chat that we're all on. We I have a Friday game, Saturday game, Sunday game, Thursday game. All, and they're there. OK, if they want to do stuff, they'll commits with each other. I had a campaign ruined because Kerry brought in Will before he was even in my group to get science. Oh, if the object's this big and we put it up in the air, how oh, it'll hit and what's the damn... And yeah, so, you know, they'll do it secretly and that's, you know, IMing each other on Facebook Messenger to, you know, kibitz the stuff out. Yeah, I've had that. And I'm sitting there going, hello, oh, wait a minute, I'm looking up something. Uh-huh, yeah, sure, you're looking up something. How are you going to... How are you going to screw over my game now, Carrie? Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing, yeah. It could be that they are just on a, in a, a current low-energy state. They need to be caffeinated or fed. 
or something. Okay, and, uh, you know, as I said, when we were being one by one, there, you know, there used to be candy, there used to be various carbonated, caffeinated drinks, there was chips, you know, which have lots of grease and lots of salt and lots of, uh, and if they're made out of, you know, if they're made out of potatoes, very quickly metabolize starches, you know, into sugars. And we just sit there munching for hours and hours, you know, keeping our energy up. And when you're sitting in front of a computer, a lot of times that doesn't happen. And also because everyone's so concerned about, you know, as we age, you know, we get more and more concerned about our diet. You know, we don't have that 20-year-old um, gaming munch out that we used to have. So, you know, I would say that, you know, as a, as a means of mitigating, you know, I think that the GM or whoever's the host really needs to put a little bit more, you know, effort into making sure the refreshments are set up. Okay, making sure they're going to be there, whether they come from the other players, ha ha, as if that ever happens. Okay, you know, or you provide them. Okay, and the point is, is that they're there so that people can, you know, grab them and come back because Lord help me, you know, when people would say, you know, I, I would actually, you know, I mean, I know you do this. You'd actually say, get to certain points is, okay, we're stopping for an hour for dinner. Okay, and then people would run off to fast food places or they'd order a pizza or they'd do something, okay? Because what would happen is if people would be, you know, all of a sudden their blood sugar would drop and they'd get like really mean, okay? Yeah. And <laughs> hangry, I believe. Is hangry is a very, very elegant uh, word for this. And and they would, and, and, and out of respect and you know uh, you know and possibly fear for their relationships uh they uh they would get up and go off but you know they're not going to come back for at least a, a half hour it's because it takes time to go places yeah so you know it's really important to you know actually plan ahead for this you know if you want if, if you if you want to actually improve the situation you know, if you just want to say, these are all the things that are bad so we can complain about them, okay, fine. But if you actually want to improve the situation, you know, providing these stimulants uh, is a good thing. Now, of course, if you provide too much, then they go into a food coma. So that's yeah. one of the nice things about snacking is that snacking, you know, keeps, you're eating it, you know, and you're but you're, you're metabolizing a lot of it as you go. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, so I'm all in, in favor of that. And again, it's one of those things where when we're together, it's easier to do that because everybody can bring a bag of something and yeah. people can try different things. And, and But when you're by yourself, it's really easy to just kind of like forget about all that until suddenly you're just zoning out. You're literally falling asleep at your keyboard because it's not your turn. You haven't eaten. For my games, it's, it's bring your own. It's like, okay, you're looking at my kid. Do I look like I got bring your own food? You are grown people. To, yeah. And of course, you have people in your groups who have dietary needs. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, though, is, is that we, you know, we can't just go and act like it isn't a problem because it is a problem. Right. But like Saturday game for show cook dinner, 
she hosts and she'll cook dinner and oh no we've had lasagna we've had chicken fettuccine alfredo with you know fresh you know you know fried up bacon mixed in and everything oh no she'll cook the whole dinner oh yeah and just oh there was the one time jeff took three a big old stock pot if, like Foxworthy says, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Three gallon Ziploc bags home of that. And I'm looking at him going, you better leave some leftovers for us. You can do you son of a He's there grinning, carrying them out the door. I'm, I was about ready to tackle him. But yeah, no, usually if you have it, dinner, eat, and then do the game, that that seems to work. Have, you know, like have dinner maybe uh, 45 minutes, an hour before you sit down to game. That also gets rid of another mishap. Oh, I got spaghetti sauce on my character sheet, or, you know, I got it on the book here. Sorry, you know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll accept that, okay? <laughs> Necessary long, evil, yeah, okay. Yeah, as long as you don't pour your, your, your Coke into my keyboard, I'm mostly okay with yeah. stuff. That's why my I never plan on ever selling my games you know, I mean, all the games I've sold, and I've sold quite a few, were all given yeah. to me. Okay, yeah. because my games look like crap. Because I've, oh yeah, I, I I did all kinds of things. You use the daylights out of your book. Oh, it's kind of like my first incursion book. Yeah, yeah, red side. Holy, fuck. you know, yeah, yeah. Binding's gone, and yeah, yeah. The bind, the binding <laughs> is like what you know. Why are the edges of these papers all yellow? Because that's what's left of the binding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the book was yellow. <laughs> oh, no, I had a, a copy of, oh, God, GURPS River World, because I'm a huge fan of that series. Oh, no, each page was in a, a sleeve, and it's in a three gray three-ring binder over here behind me. I did writing. that. <laughs> I did that for, like, one of my books. I can't remember which one it was, but, yeah. And, of course, originally what it was is that I photocopied it, and then I put it in the sleeve. Oh no! What what's some of the food that I've had at my games? Just I'll, I'll try to uh, let's see: uh, chicken corn chowder, stew beef chili. That was from Maddie, a wonderful cook. Um, I had Gina from the Friday game. You know, this is pre-pandemic, so she could actually come here and sit with me. Oh no! I've had uh, black bean and cheese, Guatemalan tamales, fried plantains. Uh, we won't talk about the key lime pine with the coconut crust. Well, he wanted to make it gluten-free. I will buy the graham cracker crust for the man. and He can do it again. Um, and just, oh, no. It, it, it's, I tell my coworkers, oh, no, we, we GMs eat and drink very well because the players will bring food for everyone to share. I'm like, oh, a little of this, and thank you. And Yeah. So if you happen to have one of your players who – cooks very well that is a boon <laughs> hey i would i would definitely you know support that person and provide them with food to to do that with if they would do that oh yeah no i'll i'll reimburse whoever you know makes it as best i can you know just and then of course you have the whole concept if you're bringing alcohol you know it's like okay there's that as well and i i've had people get I think they that one kind of nodded off having a little bit too much to drink. And yeah, it's like, okay, no, you're cut off. Just, yeah. That, that. But no, um, being distracted because you have not fed, you've not gotten sustenance into you. 
uh, again, 99% of our gamers are all adults. That's like, okay, you know, and yeah, just come on. You should know better, but I'm telling you that, you know, it's a lot of times it doesn't happen. And you mentioned something that I, I hadn't really thought about. And that is, is that, you know, the drinking culture has changed over the last 50 years. You know, at one time you got, you basically went out, you went, it's like cheers. You went out and you drank and you, you know, and you, you, you know, socialize and things like that. And at the end yeah. of the night, you might be a little bit inebriated, you know, uh, you know, because there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of drunk driving back then. But most people yeah. got home, okay. But then at some by, point, by, I, I, by the way, we have, we hear a game that do not condone drunk driving in any way, shape, or form. And um, uh, if if this were visual, it'd be me be glaring at all of you right now. At some point, the idea of drinking to get drunk became a thing. And there's a lot of people out there who don't know how to uh, self-limit. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, and that hasn't happened at my table, to the best of my knowledge, though I know that there are, you know, that I've, I've been at tables where people were using, uh, was it CBD? Oh, oh, okay. Hmm. That's how I get to. That's how I get to sleep at night. Yeah, they were gummied up. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, he's all gummied up again. Yeah. Okay. You're. I I do I do have the one thing where it's at first place. She's not driving. Okay, I know one drink is fine. I see her going on that second drink. I know how she gets when she. We've been together five years. You know a person, and I'm just okay. You're cut off, and she's looking at me, and it's like. No, I am your game master right now. You're getting goofy. You're cut off for the evening. And I will take the glass and move it aside and give her that look. We will talk later. You know, just, yeah, it's it's just, you know, you get the libations going and goofiness starts. I've never had a fight start due to alcohol, thankfully, you know, knock on wood. But just people get goofy. It used to be at one point, like I said, people would show up with a six pack of beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. as long as they had one or two and took the rest of them home, that was fine. But now, you know, these days, a lot of times, it's all gone. Yeah. And that's going to affect their performance. It's going to affect oh, yes. their ability to concentrate. And their interaction with the other players in the GM. Right. And at some yeah. point, you know, their, their, their bodies are going to crash from that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anyways, so that's something that, that can be a problem. We basically ignored it, but, you know, it, it seems to me, and maybe it's my groups and stuff like that, we seem to be getting a lot more people who are neurodivergent. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they bring a lot of baggage with them. Oh, no, no, it's, it's me aside being autistic. Okay, the, the GM is autistic right there, so we're just going to, okay. Uh, Colleen, you know, Goth Bunny is autistic. Furs ADHD. Um, I think Jen. Yeah, I've got a bunch of players that are either autistic or ADHD. So you have to take that into account that some get really hyper focused and some are squirrel. And you know, you got to kind of. And they're not always hyper focused on the right thing. Right. Yeah. No. There's a phrase from a dementia song during a live performance. Oh, it's time to steer the good ship ADD back into Ritalin Bay. Oh, that's one of your favorite lines. You've been saying that on this podcast for for now 13 years. Yep, Paul and Storm. Yep. 
yeah. But yeah, so I wouldn't, I think that's the biggest thing is your hyper focus either on something in the game and you won't let go, dog with a bone mentality, or you're hyper focused on something away from the game. Those, it, it, you know, feast or famine kind of thing. I think that's that's probably the biggest problem. Okay, not problem with neurodivergence issue. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's. And just yeah, it's. I think that at that point, it's knowing your players and knowing how to. Um, obviously, the first responsibility is for the players themselves. They need to, you know, be in the moment. But yeah, the GM also knowing. Okay, I know she's going to find this. Okay, let's bring her back here and give her some spotlight time. And yeah. I, I think that's usually my thing is like, I'll see something and I'll get them. Hey, you need to make a perception check. You know, that's usually how I deal with the steering off course for the particular person because of some part of being neurodivergent. The common wisdom that used to be promoted 20 years ago was if you have people who are not engaged, it's because you're not engaging them. Yeah, that kind of puts that. That's kind of a, what. What is a good term here? GM shaming. Well, yeah, it's putting the responsibility on the GM instead of on the player. Right. But it's it's meant to try to stop player shaming. Okay, which I think is a good thing to stop doing that. Okay, but the problem is, is that <clears throat> so you know you'd get all these things like you know find out what your players really like about your game and. Find out what they like to do in the game. Why do they choose this character over that character? Yeah, and, yeah. And so a lot of information, okay? Uh, and then you're supposed to then mitigate the situation by targeting their experience, you know, by creating a custom experience for them and for everybody else at your table, which is a lot of work, okay? Yeah. But... So, you know, what they would do is they say, does any of your players uh, know how to draw? Okay, have them draw, you know, the scene that they're in. Have them draw character portraits. In other words... Play to their strengths. The idea is that you're sitting there and they're doing stuff and they're engaging and they're still listening. And so when it comes to their time to do whatever they're going to do, then they're at least, you know, in the... In the cyberspace, you know the 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 gamosphere that you want them to be. Okay, we do have one person who know who knows how to draw, or really seems to know how to draw. <laughs> okay, but whenever I suggest, well, why don't you draw this? I'll even give you money for it. It's like, oh yeah, I'll do that, Bruce, and it never happens. So I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's actually a a, a, a good thing. And, and then the other idea is having the group caller. Remember that one? Yeah, it's straight from first edition D&D, where you had one person who basically told the GM what everybody was doing. So they get together and they confab and say, okay, we're going to do this like that. And then the G- and then the caller would say, okay, so-and-so does this. You know, Benny the Barbarian does that. Uh, Helen, you know, the, uh, you know, the mage does this. And then the GM would go, okay, fine. You know, and then because you were rolling party initiative in those days. Okay, you weren't rolling individual initiative. So finding out what everybody was doing at one time was fine. 
you know, because then you say, all right, and then everybody would roll their, their, their dice and whatever like that, and the GM would, would handle it, okay? And having one person meant that that person was responsible for finding out what everybody was doing instead of every person having to figure out for themselves if they really did understand what was going on. It's, it sounds great, but getting somebody who actually wants to do that, I found to be very, very hard. I don't think I've ever heard of, of one person saying, I usually, I, I, I don't think I've ever had that experience of just one person speaking for the entire group. It's actually in first edition um, wow. uh, um, uh, Dungeon Master Guide. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a section where you go into an old abbey, and and, and and it has the same thing. I, I put this thing in every one of my every one of my D and D games ever, which is there's a stream, you know, and in the stream there is a skull. And in the skull, if you rattle it around, a garnet falls out. It's only worth like, you know, twenty gold. Something like that. But it's like it's it's an it's it's an old uh, you know um, abbot, you know, or something like that, you know, whose, whose bones got washed from the crypt you know, into this area, you know, and, oh, okay. and, and, and his skull's there. But yeah, and so it's in that section when, it, when you know, and this is, I guess Gary wrote this, I don't know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the point is, it's there. Uh, and that was and that was one of the original ideas, you know, was to have that, you know. And so essentially that created a hierarchy. You had the GM, you had the caller, and then you had everybody else. And of course, you know, uh, and the person, of course, who wanted usually to do this sort of thing was the uh, alpha player. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that way they could do all the talking and be, they could always get what they wanted done, done. See, that's the big problem is, is that if somebody else wants to do something else, they can be ignored by that sort of thing. So it's it's hard. And we get into arguments sometimes with people who who are not very contributory, uh, but then when they do contribute, they feel like no one's paying attention to them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not going to justify that either way because I can I can see the arguments all over the place for that. But yeah, it's it's a problem because you know if they if they really are trying to contribute and they're ignored, then they then they say, well, fine, I'm not going to contribute because I get ignored. So it's. You know, having at least one somebody to at least ask you the question. You know, that's why I, I think that's one of the reasons why we went to individual initiatives was because the GM then had to look at the player and say, "What are you doing?" Yep. <laughs> and the player got to say something. <laughs> um, I did have one player, one of my my sadly now late players, Charles. I don't know if he just had like an attention thing. But it was a lot of um and uh and so his buddy Jim, sadly another one who is passed beyond the veil as they call it, would speak for Charles. Charles would sit there and point whatever on the sheet. Okay, this character wants to do this, this, and this. And that was an attention kind of thing with Charles. It wasn't really stammering, wasn't stuttering, but just um uh like just he was trying to get the wheels going. And so Jim would kind of speak for him just to get the point across because those two were best friends. I think that's the only time I've ever had truly someone speak for another player. And again, it was just something with Charles and just the mental processes. I don't know what all was going on. But yeah, I think that's the only time I ever had that. I've always just been, and I started with first way back in the day, and I don't remember the the group 
initiative stuff. So, hmm, okay. But yeah, it, 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 with individual initiative, you're still going to have those people who, okay, it's not my turn. I don't think anybody's attacking me. And back to the phone here. Yeah, I'm texting so and so. And just, I have a problem with that because they know at any time I could say, okay, the orc is now coming after you, Jeff. Or, yeah, Colleen, the, the alien with the electro zapper rifle is firing at you. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of, you're not punishing them, but you're kind of, kind of snapping at them with, you know, a confrontation to keep them engaged, to have them put down their phone and, you know, pay attention to what's going on. I think would be the best way to put it. Just the individual initiative thing, I have no problem with that just because you're going to get called up sooner or later. It's just don't get cocky with, okay, I know I'm less in initiative order. I can, oh, look, I got, you know, yeah, text I got to send back to, you know, yeah. It yeah. really slows the game down, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Having a caller is far, far more efficient. But, you know, again, if you're trying to keep people engaged, I don't know which, I don't know which is, would be better. Because having one person talking to the players, getting a group consensus, and getting, knowing what everybody was going to do, and making sure that they knew what they were going to do, and then talking to the GM, who could be working on yeah. what, what we're trying to do, okay, then... Uh, is that better or worse than the GM going and giving that person individual spotlight time? Well, I mean, we, we, yeah, we always promote everybody should get spotlight time. Yeah. Right. 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 Because no. yeah, because, and it's partially because we do have individualized initiative. So if, yeah. if you do have individual initiative, you want person to have that. So, yeah. But like I said, it does slow the game down. So, yeah. Oh no, no, no. There was a thing of, old maze world game and you know it's that horrible that wonderful thing that we gms basically get to and air quotes here screw with our players and that would be the ring of three wishes now <laughs> it no no that no, is no. not the worst the worst is the deck of many things but go on okay okay no i i will not go there with that i would rather use the deck of three wishes than you know the ring of three wishes and the deck of many things any day so I, I had, there was this thing, okay, we need to extricate Josie's character out of that basically dog pile of bad guys. Oz is there, okay, I have this ring of three wishes. Colleen jumps up out of the blue. This is Trav. We got to figure out exactly how he's going to say it or he's going to screw us over. This group, 20 minutes conferring with themselves i went in the room i went in the kitchen and got a, a a shot of a i think whiskey that was there because i know it is going to be a while third of this will be burned off by the time they get it and because they had the one person okay we you know oz it was his character's ring okay we are going to but 20 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes to to formulate the wording of the wish just so i wouldn't get them on semantics and even then it was okay. I think they got like ninety-seven percent of what they wanted, and Oz just shrugged and said, "That's good enough. We can, you know, fake out the rest and just yeah." And I'm looking at Colleen, just like, "I'll deal with you later." <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, this is one of the reasons in 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 my D and D game, the person you want to get wishes from are gods because if they're your god, they're going to cut you a good deal. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they're if they're not your god, then maybe you can sweeten the pot by saying, and if if it, if it works out the way we want, then we're willing to go on a quest. You know. Yeah. But a wish per se, I always like this is like creating a robot, a robot brain that's going to, as you said. Just exactingly parse semantically. Is semantically yeah. not necessarily the worst possible. That's what you get when you go with gin, because people don't oh, realize no, yeah, yeah, the gin yeah. are slaves. They're yeah. enslaved. Therefore, they hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It, it's the example of gin. It's like yes, I want a million gold pieces. Well, it's going to take me a while. Okay. You find out this gin has stolen the fortunes of like the five richest nobles in the land. And now they're all coming after you because they find out that why does this guy here out in my fields have all these gold pieces and he's just basically bleeding money. Yeah. You yeah. took whatever was the the simplest way of fulfilling the wish. You know, yeah. the, lo the lowest level of power necessary yeah. to fulfill the wish. That's how the wish would do it. You know, and in, as it were, yeah. Which, yeah. which kind of, you know, if you're playing a high fantasy game, that that's really sucks. Okay, you shop, you shouldn't do that. If you if you're playing a gritty, you know, low level fantasy game, then gloves are off. Yeah, yeah. But no, just that's the only time I've ever had an experience of one person speaking for everybody else because they were trying to outwit me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The the worst case scenario I've ever had with that was uh this this guy got this artifact and the artifact let him have unlimited number of wishes. And oh. but every time he did it he got a major uh curse off of the artifact. Oh. To him. And so yeah. he what he did was he wished for things for other people, not himself. He still took the he took he still took the bad thing, okay? And, he, and he, in his mind, what he thought was going to happen was is that when he finally got to the point where, you know, he was like just demolished, you know, his, his, his body turned to goo and, and uh, he'd aged 100 years and all these other things that have happened, okay, he was then going to take the last wish to be, you know, reincarnated into another body that, you know, and therefore, you know, let this body be you know, left to, to die like the, uh, uh, you know, the fly two scenario. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen that, um, they had three bodies and they, you know, took good, good DNA from one of them and all the bad DNA went back to that body and it was bad for the person that was the donor. Um, yeah. anyways, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to have to randomly do this, you know, because you didn't say what monster, I mean, what person or whatever you want to go into, okay? And I said, but it just seems to me that there's probably more microorganisms, you know, on this world than any other thing. So, therefore, you just got reincarnated as a paramecium. Wow. Yes, yes, I totally <laughs> dicked him over. I, I'm, oh. I'm not. I'm not. Oh no, that's a dick move. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. But so was what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. You know, because well, uh, in that case, it's just paying the piper. It's like, okay, you do realize it's, it's like time to get play. a new character. Yeah. You knew this yeah. was going to happen. You know, you. All I can say is that these player care other player characters better tweak the hell out of you when you show up. <laughs> Yeah, at first level. Yeah. Well, you're gonna. I mean, if you're smart, of course, it's gonna be. I'm so and so. You know, he, uh, you know, Josh's brother. 
I'm here to avenge my twin brother. Same. I'm character. here to avenge my twin brother. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Everybody knows it. Or, you know, gamers. I can do this all day. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. Okay. That's the worst I've ever done uh, as far as that was concerned. You know, it's uh, oh, so, uh, basically nerfing a wish, you know, because I... I wanted him to pay. I mean, the whole point yeah, of it well, was, yeah, no, at some point, that, you know, yeah. uh, he was get, he was trying to game the system, and, and, and the house always wins. You know that. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, one of the things that can really help keep people engaged, and it's something that all GMs hate, you know, they say they love it, okay? And that is keeping a journal so that everybody, and, and making sure everybody knows what everybody did the last session and where they are so they can as the saying goes, hit the ground running. Yeah. I have been saying I'm going to do this for my entire career as a player <laughs> or a GM. And I always, you know, every once in a while I start off writing down stuff, you know, and it's, I almost immediately stop. <laughs> it's boring, you know, at least, you know, to me. Um, it's, you know, I, I'd just rather be thinking about what we're going to do next rather than what we've done, you know. Sometimes what I would do is I would record a session and then therefore I could then go afterwards. Uh, I could listen to the last five minutes or 10 minutes, depending okay. on how slow they are. Okay. And sometimes that's a possibility. You could actually go and say, okay, guys, we're going to listen to the last 10 minutes of the previous session so you guys all know what's going on. All right. you know, and that's not a bad idea because it's only 10 minutes. And, you know, everybody gets a chance to, to actually hear. Because I don't know about you, but I try to, to, to stop my sessions on something close to a cliffhanger or at least a high point of the drama. Yeah. You know, the end of a battle, you know, or something like, you know, or this just happened, you know, and, and that way they, they, they get all that. So uh, instead, I, I, write, I wrote lists. I say things like, this is what we're doing next session. Uh, three, three, three points. Currently, the, the, the three things that we're doing in the next session of Friendsworthy are we have to go back uh, some yep. more hydrogen, uh, uh, liquid hydrogen to, to run the starship, which in Friendsworthy is a kind of a, a crazy notion because most adventures don't involve starships. Um, and uh, the second thing is test the starship to make sure it actually runs. Because it's been basically mothballed for uh, 600 years. <laughs> so they've been working on it for weeks to try to get it to the point where they can test it and not blow it up. And then the third thing is something else that I can't even remember off the top of my head. Um, no. Anyways, so at least I have that for them. When they come in, they don't. it's not an immediate, okay, i got to sit down there and explain to them all the things... <coughs> that we did last session and where they are, they have at least a couple of bullet points to operate off of. Yep. Yep. And, and then I can say things like, well, the rest of you guys, please explain to them, you know, what's going on. So I don't have to, uh, I, I find that doable, you know, doing the three points or five points or whatever it might yeah. be. And yeah. because they get really mad at me when I forget that they were doing something. And that does happen. I am kind of still pushing on that writing up what we did last session because uh, currently uh, there's a group called Stolen Fires. It's on Twitch TV, and they're doing Fringeworthy. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. And they're doing their own version of Fringeworthy because I keep dropping you know, information into the chat window, and they seem to ignore me entirely. <laughs> so 
<laughs> okay, what what is the name of this again? It's called Stolen Fires. It's they're actually it's actually a fringeworthy campaign. It's on Twitch TV. I'm surprised you didn't see it in Friends of uh, Gaming on the Frontier or uh, Friends of Friends of uh, uh, Fringeworthy. Yeah. Anyways, so they they've had like um, at least six sessions now. They seem to be having a good time. But anyways, I asked... The, oh, I do follow them. Okay, yeah, I right. can look it up there. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. asked the guy who was doing it to please go and write down the events, you know, a, a summary of each adventure, uh, each session and post it in the group so that the people who are in there might, you know, might want to come over and listen to them, you know, be, you know get more involved in their, in their stream, you know. And he thought that was a good idea, but he immediately didn't... After the first episode, he didn't do it again. <laughs> And I'm uh, like, oh, I know what this is like. Okay, I likewise, you know, uh, uh, wrote down where they were currently in my Fringeworthy adventure, but I've been lax about writing the next ones, mostly because he hasn't been writing it. You know, the, the GMs can feed off of each other in that regard. So, and I've always encouraged people to say, look, you know, write put write-ups of what's going on in your Fringeworthy games or your Bureau 13, if you're doing Bureau 13 Agents Among Us, you know, or whatever other game you might be playing. You know, it's it, it, everybody loves, you know, uh, session write-ups because, you know, it's, it's kind of a... It, it's a peek into somebody else's imagination. Oh, yeah, I... Well, that, that was Pixie's thing for a while when she was actively playing. She was the note-keeper. She had a notebook for all of them, and I'd, okay, now it's just, you know, basically being a full-time mom and everything, I'll just, I am somebody, okay, what did we do to, you know, it was a month, we had to skip a session due to whatever, what was it we did a month ago? Boom, boom, boom. Okay, thank you, and I go from there. Yeah, it just, I... It's great when you have somebody who will do that, but I found it's really hard to find that person. <laughs> it's, it, it, lightning strikes, and they're there, and that's about it, you know? I mean... You know, there was a time where you, you know, if you were um, a well-known GM, you could pick, you could cherry pick your your players, and I still see that all the time on um, uh, on various groups on Facebook and things like that. And I really think that these, you know, they're always like saying, "Get rid of those players, get new, get 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 better players," and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Going, well, you have the same core players that have been playing with you for 20 years." Okay, you like these people. The, you, you, you have a frisian with these people, okay? So other people come and go, but you still have your core to keep you going and keep you happy. Yeah. Okay? Not everybody's like that. So yeah, I would, I would love to be able to put some up, say, here is my, my wish list for players and, and have like a dozen people say, oh yeah, I, I qualify under all that and I'd like to play your game. You know, that's not how things go when you're playing yeah, games that yeah. are not Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Do you have any any other things that uh, it cause players to not uh, engage in the game? Well, I think we've covered what I call attacks of life, which is just main stress for, you know, distress from adulting. You know, you got your job, you got the drive, you got kids if you're a parent, other activities. Um, Nothing else comes to mind. I think we did cover pretty much everything that why players can be diverted from being in mind in the game. Under your category of, uh, you know, attacks of, of life, if you're one of these people that's in like a dozen different campaigns uh, or half a dozen, 
you know, because let's not be ridiculous, uh, you know, one per night, okay, then you might have other members of your family who says, when am I going to get some time for you yeah. to spend time either with me or doing stuff I want, you know, you to do? <laughs> so uh, I had to basically cut back quite a bit on what I was doing for gaming because of that. Well, that's that, that's that fine balance. I mean, Fur is in, she was in three of my games for a while. She had dropped out of the Sunday game due to, you know, scheduling personal. She's still in because she enjoys, as, as, as she said, you don't GM, dear, you perform. And so, yeah, she's in the Friday game, then alternating, she's in the Saturday game. She plays 100 Eyes in the Friday game, and her 1924 uh, businessman from Harlem, Big G. And she has fun with it. We do it together, and we know, okay. The GM screen is gone. We are back to being Trav and Fur, not GM and player. Yeah, it's it's nice if you can do it, but after a while, you do have to pay attention to the part of being a couple or spouses or, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And, and a lot of times I'm saying is that, you know, what will happen is you get somebody who's playing your game, and they're fine, and then they get into a relationship, and all of a sudden they're, like, only halfway there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And that you know, and, and you know, and uh, I'm I'm all in favor of geek love, so I, I I will do my best to support that sort of thing because Lord knows, you know, we geeks don't get the love we the that we should be getting. It's nice that we're now more popular than we used to be. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember those long lonely years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when lightning strikes and you actually find somebody who's who's actually into you. You know, it's really, you yeah. know, the everybody should be supportive of that. You know, so it's uh, just don't abuse it. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, let's uh, draw a close on this topic, and uh, thanks everybody for listening to us. Uh, I hope that we've hit the things that, that that have been bugging you, and maybe gave you some ideas about either how to mitigate it or at least. S- you can wrap your mind around it and accept, you know, the things that you cannot change. <laughs> I think some of the biggest frustrations we have as game masters and players is when you look at the other players and such, and you're like, why are they getting in the way of the game? We're here to game. Why can't we just game? Yeah. <laughs> and it can be tremendously frustrating. Some of the reasons are selfish. Some of the reasons are happenstance. Some of the reasons could even be noble. You know, and uh, and some of them are situational, uh, and like I said, I'm, you know, uh, as as much as I do like doing things remotely because I could then bring in players, I am seriously considering, you know, maybe uh, changing up, you know, taking at least one of the sessions that I'm playing as a player, and seeing if we can get do this in person because I'd like to see some of the other players actually. I like to see some of the other players yeah, yeah. <laughs> in person and actually maybe we can get them to engage more by, you know, but I mean, it's so nice not to have to travel and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cause we did it that way first before the COVID, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, but that's, you know, that's just the way it is. So anyways, thanks everyone for listening to us. Uh, we'll have more for you next week, but you'll have to wait. Until then, this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming.
It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.